series called Don't Give the Enemy a Seat at Your Table based on the book with the same name by Louis Giglio. And so what we've been talking about is uh, Psalm 23. And so uh, oftentimes we hear Psalm 23 in a, um, a funeral or something like that to bring comfort. Um, but what, what we're focusing mostly on and what we've talked about over the last two weeks, and uh, again, if you missed last week, I would really encourage you to uh, either go on the app or go online uh, to check it out because they all kind of build on one another. And uh, we talked about this idea that God has prepared a table before us in the presence of our anxiety, of our insecurity, of our outrage, of our circumstances. And he invites us to commune with him. And uh, this is an amazing opportunity that we have in order to be with our Heavenly Father. And I mentioned last week that this idea is not just our quiet time in the morning. This is all day long we can commune with him. He sets a table before us uh, in the midst of that meeting that you have on Monday. He sets a table before us in the midst of our adult children not getting along. Uh, he sets a table before us as our Facebook pages are lost. Although I do have to question if bringing Facebook back was an act of God or... Uh, no, I'm just... I'm, <laughs> Playing around, of course, of course it was, of course it was, I'm just, I'm just joking. Well, this morning what we're going to do is we're going to uh, spend some time sitting in a, a, a verse that if you had your small group last week, it was just a passing verse that we talked a little bit about, but we're going to dive a little bit more into it. And um, what we're going to do is something a little different. Typically when I teach uh, and we go through the word, I, I tee up the, the section of scripture with um, kind of letting you know, I, I how it sets up. And what we're going to do this morning is we're actually going to look at the scripture and then we're going to end with the verse that precedes it. Because when you hear this section of scripture, and if you've been a Christian for any length of time, uh, you've heard this before. It's uh, the apostle Peter was writing to a church in a book that we call First Peter because we're not very creative in the church, I guess. I don't know why we couldn't have called it something else. But uh, it's First Peter. And, uh, and he's giving an analogy, and a really an amazing analogy about you going through your everyday life. And so we'll start at First Peter chapter 5, verse 8. And it says this, be alert and of sober mind. I probably should have made that bigger. I don't know what I'm doing. So anyway... Be alert and sober mind. I promise you that's what it says there if you can't, if you can't see it. I, I don't know. I don't, you know, again, this is not a drinking. Uh, I'm not talking about drinking or coming down on you if you drink. But if you've ever been to a party and you're not drinking and other people are, okay, or let me switch it. If you're at a party and you're drinking and you're talking to someone who's not drinking and you think what you're saying is really intelligent, it is not, okay? Like, if you're even just slightly faded, it, it, I know it feels like, it, like, oh, man, this is, do you know that we've got three branches of government? Like, yes, yep, fifth grade was awesome. I do remember that. Yes, thank you very much, right, right? This is, this is, what, this is what the Bible is saying to us. Pay attention. Don't let anything cloud your judgment. Be alert. Be on the lookout. Be awake. Look around you. 
Open your eyes. Look at your circumstances. As we were talking in our prayer request this morning, we were talking about all these different things where God has moved and God, we're asking God to move and, 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 and just so, like, pay attention. Your heavenly Father is preparing a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. But it's even more important than that. Because Peter goes on, not just stay awake or uh, stay sober. And this just means that don't let anything cloud your judgment. Don't let any, don't think you're smarter than you are. Don't uh, react in a way. Don't, um, uh, again, just bringing back the sober analogy. um, Don't let anything stop your inhibitions. Those are there for a reason. Just Pay attention. Peter could have said it this way. He could have said, hey, 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 what I'm about to say next is really serious, okay? Be alert. Stay awake. Look out, right? Why? Your enemy, the devil, prowls around. Now, it's unfortunate that uh, the translators, well, actually, the translators did fine. It shouldn't say prowls, okay? Because when you and I think prowls around, we think sneaky, right? I don't maybe maybe it's just me, but when I think of somebody prowling around, I think they have bad intent, okay, and that they're they're sneaking around. The the Greek word for this is just walks around. So when Jesus healed the little girl, I don't know if you remember that, she got up and she walked around. It's the same Greek word. We wouldn't say Jesus healed the little girl and she got up and prowled around, okay? She was just walking around. Now, this is very, very important because your enemy, the devil, walks around looking for you wounded. He's looking for easy prey, okay? Now, I was in, um, right before COVID, I went to Kenya with another pastor uh, my friend Fraser, and uh, we went to go see some different ministries that we are involved in. Uh, one, our church uh, supports ELI, Empowering Lives International. And uh, the other was Heavenly Treasures, which both work with those who are in poverty to help them get out of poverty, either through art or business or those different types of things. And um, what ends up happening uh, in Kenya is you're around so much, uh, it's so emotional, it's so emotional that they schedule a safari for you to just kind of clear your mind. And so I went on a safari and uh, I took this picture of the planes and um, I don't know if you saw this lion here or not, but there's a lion in there just lying around. Okay. I know. Oh, oh man. Okay. So anyway, uh, but I didn't, I didn't see the lion at first, right? I, I, I was, I was in, I was in a Jeep, by the way. I wasn't just walking. Okay. Um, and I was very frightened, but I, uh, we're in the Jeep and there's like, look, there's the lion. There's a lion. I, this is a telephoto lens. So the, I, I was farther away. And, uh, and I couldn't find the lion, right? So I took this picture to remind myself that the, the lion was just sitting there. Wasn't prowling around, wasn't doing anything. Just sit, sitting around. I took a, this one. This one was actually uh, a little better. She, she's uh, just chilling there, right? This lion is just as dangerous lying around 
than it is prowling around. You don't get out of the Jeep. You stay alert and you stay sober. The Jeep is just basically to a lion a Pez dispenser of humans, <laughs> right? It just goes, it could just, if it, if it knew, it could just go in there and, and just get you, right? All right, here's another one I took of this, uh, this, this dude. Uh, you don't even know how far away I was. I was so far away. I thank the Lord for telephoto uh, lenses, right? Your enemy is just walking around, just waiting, watching, innocent, just nothing, just looking, looking. And all of a sudden, you know, maybe you're at the seat at the table with your heavenly father, and the enemy comes up and says, hey, do you mind if I sit down and talk to you a little bit? And you're right across this table from Jesus. You're, you're safe. You're good, right? The enemy says, hey, uh, let's, why, don't we, why don't we head over here? I don't, I don't want Jesus listening to what I have to say, you know? And you go, no, 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be with Jesus. I don't want to be with the enemy, right? He's just walking around. Innocent at first, just little stuff. No, no big deal. How's work going? Is your boss still a jerk? Yeah, I don't know how you put up with that guy. Man, I just, just walking around. You got to stay alert. Got to stay sober, right? Now, let me tell you something about lions real quick. Uh, this dude right here, he's an older lion. And what they do, the older lion's job, uh, because it can't run as fast, Right? And it's teeth, you know, it's not, it's not like one of the younger lions. I have a video of one of these lions that was just walking around. Uh, and uh, I, I didn't show it because it was, it was too far away. But the lion's just walking around and this little access deer gets away from the herd. And I'll show you a picture of it in a, in a second. And uh, the, this, uh, the lions are just walking around. And all of a sudden that little deer gets away from the herd and they were on that dude in two seconds. Just, they were just walking around. They weren't prowling around. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion. Now, these older lions, because they can't hunt as well, their job is just to roar. And what, what they do is uh, they sit away from the pride. And they wait. And they wait until the prey comes. And then they roar. And what happens is, though that prey gets frightened into the waiting pride that's waiting from them. Now listen, listen to me. This is very important. It's probably the most important point I have for the whole morning. Your enemy, the devil, his sole job is to scare you away from the table that your heavenly father has prepared with a roar. That's his job. You hear that? Yeah. Right? I played that earlier, and Pastor Keith thought I was hungry. So that was, uh, that was frightening, wasn't it? That's an actual lion's roar. It's 114 decibels. That's how loud they can actually be. Your enemy, the devil, walks around and then frightens you away from the table with your anxiety, with your outrage, with your insecurities, with your circumstances. 
It's a lie. He says, your heavenly father can't protect you from this thing you're going through. He prowls around, he walks around, and he, he frightens you right into your anxiety. He frightens you right into your medication. He frightens you right into your outrage. He frightens you right into unforgiveness and bitterness. He walks around, and he just waits, and he's so crafty. And the minute you're separated from the table, from your heavenly father, he's got you. His whole job, as a matter of fact, is looking for someone to devour. The Greek word here, not to get all, uh, you know, fancy, but is to drink down. Satan wants to gulp you down. If you look at, here's, a, here's that uh, lion, and uh, I think I actually have it on video, but... Um, this, this little deer is actually still alive. You can see this is me in the Jeep. See how protected I am? Uh, that was so frightening. Uh, but that, that little deer was still bleeding. Not, well, it was bleeding like, like blood, but it was bleating like it was like, you know, a poor little thing. Uh, anyway, this is what it looked like up close. Isn't that thing nasty? Okay, this, this is what your enemy wants to do to you if you're not paying attention, if you're not alert, if you're not awake, if you're not sober. In other words, while you're online, what am I, am I getting distracted right now? Am I filling my mind with things that aren't supposed to be filled with? As you're communicating with someone and the gossip begins to start about that one person at work, you know the person I'm talking about, and it's so easy because aren't they so annoying? Come on. They're annoying. There's no doubt about that. And so you start up. And your heavenly father would say, hey, 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 wake up. Wake up. What are you doing? You don't want to get involved in that gossip. You don't want to get involved with that outrage. The Bible says it this way. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we'll see it in just a little bit. I will fear no evil. So in other words, even though this makes me nervous, anxious, outraged. I will stay at the table with my heavenly father. Now, Mark, I want to play that lion's roar again, just a second. But now you all know it's coming, right? You all know it's coming. So let's go ahead and play it again if you get a chance. <laughs> Not one of you jumped. You know why? You were alert. You were sober. You were awake. You knew it was coming. Now, listen, listen. Imagine you're weak this week. If you're at the table with Jesus, right? Remember I told you it's all day long. It's not just your quiet time in the morning. He prepares a table for you all day long. And you go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch out for Satan. And someone comes up to you and says, oh, gosh. Barbara at work, can you believe it? No offense, Barbara. I, I should have picked a name that no one has here. Sorry about that. We'll say John. So sad that John is your boss. That is so sad. Can you believe that guy? He's always joking around in the Bible too. I mean, how does a pastor joke around, right? And you're like, oh, wait a second. That's the lion's roar. I'm not, I'm not falling for that. I knew that was coming. Right? You're online and you're reading something about 
whatever it is that gets you upset, culture or politics or something, and you start to feel that anger rise. Oh, 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 you know what? That's the lion. I know. I know what's happening, right? You're, you're online, and there's something that you're tempted to click or search for or do whatever, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's him. I'm not going to leave the table my heavenly Father has prepared for me. I'm going to stay right here because even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm not going to fear any evil because he's with me right here at the table. Because I have an enemy that wants to gulp me down just like that access deer. So the Bible goes on and says, resist him. Resist him. That means it's going to be a fight. That means it's going to be difficult. That means you need to, you know, we are talking about uh, one of our prayer requests today was somebody uh, boxing, right? You know, well, they're, they're trained to fight, right? We need to be trained to resist him. Resist him firm, standing firm in the faith. Now, let me just g- tell you a story. Um, so just, I'll t- tell you something real quick. So I listen to other pastors uh, preach just to make myself feel good? Uh, no. Uh, I listen to other pastors, and I, I don't know what it is, and maybe you've had this experience, but it seems that every pastor I've ever listened to that talks about taking a flight, they're always, they always tell a story about leading the person next to them to the Lord, right? I, I, and I always feel totally ashamed, especially as a pastor now, because uh, that has literally never happened. Now, I'm just going to share a little bit about your pastor, uh, just honesty, because I'm going to tell you a story that makes me look good. So I'm going to tell you a story that makes me look bad. When I go on a plane, I wear a hoodie because I don't want any part of my body touching the seat that a person sat in just before me, right? So I put my hoodie up. I put my earbuds in because I don't want to hear anybody. Or talk to anybody. And then I take my drawstrings and I pull them so I have about this much. So I can see my phone. That's it. That's how your pastor, man of God, flies. I don't want to talk. No touchy, no talky. I just just want to sit there and, and do that. So the story I'm about to tell you, you know it's from God. Okay? So I'm getting my car fixed. And um, uh, it's ready. And uh, I was going to take a lift to the uh, garage because I didn't, it was early and I didn't want to wake Lisa up. It was like 9.30. And, um, and so, uh, <laughs> so I'm, just, I'm just playing. Uh, it, it was early in the morning. And so I get on lift. It's like 7. So I, I get on lift and uh, it says, Heron, the, dri- the driver, will be there in three minutes. If you've ever taken Lyft or Uber, this is what it is. So um, I'm, I'm I'm waiting for them, and uh, all of a sudden, at the very last minute, it changes to Christopher, and I'm like, okay, I don't know how the app works, drivers can magically appear, I don't know how it works, but he went from Heron to Christopher, so Christopher shows up, I get in the back seat, indicating I don't want to talk to you, okay, indicating I'll be back here working on my phone. You drive up there. And he says to me, how's your day going? And I said, it's going great. How's yours? And he goes, not so good. And I went, ah. (laughs) Now, I told you what's bad about your pastor, that I try to avoid contact. But here's what is kind of good about your pastor. Once I engage, I am 110% in. I am focused. I'm present. I... 
if we're having a conversation, we will have a conversation and I will be present there. And so the Lord made it very clear, you are going to be present right now. So I said, I'm really sorry to hear that. What's going on? He's talking about the IRS. He's talking about uh, being sober for uh, quite a while. He, alcohol had cost him everything. It had cost him his marriage. It had cost him his finances. He made 300 grand a year, and now he's driving for Lyft, and he's just trying to get through the day. So he finds out I'm a pastor because I told him, I said, I have a kind of a wacky job. He said, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, man, I'm a, I'm a pastor, but I'm a really good boss. I just wanted to, <laughs> no, I didn't say that. I said, I'm a, I'm a, pa I'm a pastor, and so uh, he starts sharing his heart. Now, listen to me. This is, this is, what, I'm, this is what I'm trying to tell you. He, he says to me, I wasn't going to drive today. I was, gonna, I was just going to take the day off. But something told me to get up. And then you got me. Like a pastor. I picked up a pastor. And so we start talking. And I said, can I pray for you? And so I'm, I'm praying for this dude. And I'm praying um, that his car... Uh, that his car would just be filled. I'm going to pray for him right now. Lord Jesus, I pray for Christopher. Lord, I pray as he drives that his car would be filled with your Holy Spirit, that you would sense, that he would sense your peace and your joy and your great, great love for him. Thank you for him. Thank you for his honesty and his vulnerability. I pray that you would meet him in just a special way in Jesus' name. Amen. And so I prayed for him about like that. And he says to me this. He says, Will he give you more than you can handle? Because I, I don't know if I can handle anymore. Will he give you more than he can handle? Now, Living Spring, and those of you who watch online, you know my answer to that because I said it a couple weeks ago and I say it all the time. What's the answer to that? A hundred percent, he will. But he'll never give you more than what? There you go. That's what I told him. I said, oh yeah, he, he'll give you more than you can handle. Because then it's dependent on what you can handle and not depend on what he can handle. But he'll never give you. Listen, listen to me very clearly. The Lord set a table before that dude that morning by having him pick up a pastor, a pastor that didn't even want to talk to him in the beginning, just to be honest. Right? That's your heavenly father. He prepares a table before you in the presence of your enemies. He, he was still going through what he was going through. But there was this this sense of just like hope for him now. This sense of like, man, God would do this for me? And again, I'm not saying this because I'm a great man of God that goes around and leads people. You know, some of these pastors, it's like all of business class is singing how great is our God. And I'm there with a hoodie on. All right. I, so I, it's not about that. <laughs> it's about... God setting a table for this man and he wants to do the same thing for you in the midst of your issues. And he goes on and he says this, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. And Peter does this thing and it's really, really important as we think about what we're going through in the valley of the shadow of death and why we can fear no evil. It's not to minimize your pain. It's not to minimize your hardships because they're hard. But I'm here to tell you what the beauty of the body of Christ is. No matter what you're going through, I can promise you there is someone in the body of Christ who's gone through worse and has made it through. Right? I could tell this guy, Christopher, I could tell him, hey, 
It's going to be okay. Why? Because I know some of your stories. And that you have gone through worse things than what he has gone through. And you made it because you were at the table with Jesus. He prepared a table before you in the presence of your enemies, in the presence of your hardships. And you sat down, and when that lion roared, you went, that ain't nothing. You know why? Because the lion has no teeth. Because Jesus kicked him in at the resurrection. That lion can just roar and try to scare you away so that you run into your anxiety and you run into your insecurities and you run into your family of origin and go, I just can't handle it. And you can handle it. You have a family of believers throughout the world who have handled it because they sat at the table with Jesus. So I told you I was going to uh, tell you this section of scripture and then we were going to go back to the verses before because I think it's really important because it gives to me, it gives me an, uh, a word picture of um, what Jesus, uh, what it looks like to sit at the table, right? So uh, I don't know if you've ever been on a date or uh, your business meeting maybe, and there's a dinner and the dinner is very important. And, uh, and there's all this things happening all around and maybe music is playing and you can overhear the conversation next to you and it's kind of distracting. I, for me, uh, one of the things that's distracting during football season is if I go out on a date with my wife, I will uh, strategically position myself so I can't see a television because I just know that when she's talking, I'm like, uh-huh. Oh, yeah, no, that is fascinating. Oh, come on. Catch the ball. It hits you in the hands. Okay, right? So that's, that's my distraction, right? Watch what it says here. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand. In other words, it's not about you and your valley of the shadow of death. It's about him. When I'm not distracted and I'm just focused on her, it doesn't matter what's going on around me. It doesn't matter what the game is. I'm focused. I'm in. I'm present 100%, right? He says, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he will exalt you or lift you up. NASB is exalt. uh, That he may lift you up in due time. In other words, just your job is just to sit with him. Your job is just to be alert, to be sober, to get ready for the roar because it's coming. Cast all your anxiety on him. You know why? You know why you can do that? Because he cares for you. That's the heavenly father that you sit with. Now, go back and think of your anxiety for this week or who's in power or something that's going on in the world or, um, you know, you got kids or whatever it is. There is nothing your heavenly father can't handle if you stay at the table. The minute you leave, you're on your own, and that's when destruction happens. So this scripture I was talking about is even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. Even though difficult things are going to happen, I will fear no evil. So I wrote some things down. 
that you can kind of just get your brain going. And in your small groups this week, if you're in a small group, uh, we'll go through this exercise. And so you can kind of cheat and get, get, get started on it now. What's your even though and what's your I will? Even though what? Even though my marriage is tough right now, I will stick with it, right? Listen, here I wrote some things down. Even though my job is frustrating, challenging, and not fulfilling, I will work as though Jesus hired me. Hmm? Even though my job is frustrating, right? The lion roars, yeah, you, you, can't, you need a better job. You know, these people don't know what they're doing. Management is terrible. They're going to drive this this thing into the ground. Challenging and not fulfilling. You're doing something you don't want to. I will work as though Jesus hired me. I'm not going to listen to that lion roar. I'm not going to get involved in the gossip. Even though my spouse does not meet my expectations, mine does, by the way, um, I will stay faithful, respectful, and serve. Right? Even though your spouse, maybe you had a vision for your marriage and it's not going the way, it doesn't matter. Even though I will stay faithful, respectful, and serve. Even though I don't have an abundance of money, I will give sacrificially, be generous, and not complain. Man, it got quiet. Even though I don't have an abundance of money, I will give sacrificially, be generous, and not complain. Even though I want something, I will be content with what I have. And that doesn't the lion roar a lot? When you start comparing yourself to other people and he goes, oh man, they have it so easy. You have it so hard. Don't listen to that roar. Be ready for the roar. Even though our government is run by monkeys, <laughs> I will pray for my leaders as though God put them there. You say, God didn't put them there. Well, the Bible would disagree with you, okay? So no matter where you are, in California, oh my goodness, it's just taxes all day. Even though our government is run by monkeys, okay? I will pray for my leaders, okay? Even though I was wronged, I will forgive. Ooh, that's a tough one. Isn't that a tough one? Even though I was wrong, the enemy wants a seat at your table, and this is what he's roaring to you. How dare they? You can never get those years back again for what he did to you, what she did to you. How, that, that is, that's, I, don't, I don't know that there's anyone is more evil than him or her. Right? Even though I was wronged, I will forgive because my, I'm sitting across from the person who taught me to forgive. Even though I'm scared, I will stay by my Savior and not leave my seat. Even though I want to compare myself with others, I will determine my value from my creator, not based on the person sitting next to me. This is what it means to commune, to sit with your heavenly father. He has prepared a table before you in the presence of all those things, in the presence of your wrongs, in the presence of uh, people hurting you, in the presence of your political climate or whatever it is, in the, in the presence of your sexuality and all these different things. He's prepared a table before you and he's there to help. Even though I have kids, I will not go to prison. So I wrote down some other things as the uh, worship band comes back up. Just some truths that you can rest on. 
I am created in God's image. I have value regardless of my past. He loves me and wants my best. This is your heavenly father that you're communing with. I don't need to escape. I can face any circumstance with God. He's equipped me for anything. I can resist the enemy firm in my faith, knowing that the same sufferings are going, being accomplished by my brethren who are in the world. My peace is not based on my bank account. Everything I have comes from God. I have everything I need already. I'm seated with my Savior. He prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. People are frustrating. I will never go through more than Jesus did, though. He will guide me in every relationships. I put an S on there. I shouldn't have done that. Listen, we're going to take some time to... Uh, kind of reflect on this. And uh, Tanner's going to lead us in a song. And we open up the um, stage here with pillows if you want to pray or if you're watching online. You, maybe you just kneel down by your couch or whatever. And maybe the Lord struck a nerve with you this morning. Maybe you, you felt the Holy Spirit go, oh, you know that lion's roar at work or you know the lion's roar in, in your marriage, you know the lion's roaring, and maybe you just want to come here and pray and just say, God, I place that at your feet, because you care for me. I'm going to cast all my anxiety on you, right? Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's an even though I will. You know, maybe you're, you're at the end of your rope with something. Maybe you're anxious about your finances, and you go, even though I don't know what's coming down the pipe, I will trust in the Lord as my provider, so let me pray for us, and then we'll do that. And then after that song, I'll come up and, and bless us, and we can go. Lord God, I'm so thankful that I have a Savior that defeated that lion. That the lion that roars to try to scare me away is not greater than the lion of the tribe of Judah. Powerful, strong, mighty. So, Lord, I pray as we reflect on your word that we would be ready to hear your voice. In Jesus' name, amen. If, uh, before you leave, if you filled out a connection card, we'd love to get that from you. There's a box in the back. If you give, it's in the same box. We just put everything in there. Uh, if you're watching online, we'd love to have you connect through the app. Um, you know, I kind of like, like sitting down when I pre. I feel like fancy. I don't know. All right. That was kind of fun. I might do that sometime. That was so fun. Okay. Enough about me. All right. Now, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I pray you would go in His protection, in His love, in His peace, and in His grace. In Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great week, and we'll see you next Sunday.